Well, it must be Wednesday, Wes, because uh, we're, cause we're running a couple minutes behind. How are you, my friend? I am doing very well, all things considered. Actually, um, I've had a pretty awesome few days, if I'm telling the truth. It's been very enjoyable. Nice. I like I like awesome few days. Um, how, how has your week been? I don't Wednesday know, to Wednesday. I have no idea. Like I, I, I feel like we just did this yesterday, you and me. So <laughs> it feels. Uh, I don't know the difference between days anymore. It all kind of mushes together. Um, I will say the one thing that kind of st- stuck out to me uh, this past week is we were talking. I don't even know what day of the week it was. It was probably a little bit on Friday. It was probably a little bit on Monday uh, about movies that. Uh, we haven't seen like uh, Miles has been going on this quite a bit about gasp movies. Like, right. It was like when you say, Oh, I haven't seen die hard. People go, oh, you haven't seen die hard. They actually physically <laughs> gasp. Uh, do you have any gasp movies? Oh, I'm sure I do. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a ton of VR games that I get this with all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I've quit, I quit watching movies for the most part years ago. And I remember when when uh, when we were doing the, the horror movie episode, yeah, uh, that there were a few of those gasp movies, but I've already forgotten what they are. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I haven't seen them yet. Um, but yeah, I'm sure nothing nothing comes to to mind. Um, nothing glaring, but I'm sure there's probably a a, a wide variety of uh, must see films that I have never seen. For sure, for sure, I will say. Uh... It took kind of on topic, kind of off topic. The, uh, the, the premiere of the new insidious movie trailer is happening. Uh, I don't know if it's tonight or tomorrow or something like that. And dude, I feel like the insidious movies have never missed a beat. And so the insidious, the red door, uh, is going to be the fifth movie. And I'm so excited because I, I need a good horror movie in my life. And it's coming out, I think in July or something very soon. So good stuff. That's cool. We got new insidious, new evil dead movie coming out or may already be out. Yeah. Um, I want to see that. And I I do too, but you know what? I'm going to probably go to the movies this week and take my children to see the Mario movie. So I'm going to be right, right next door to the movie. I really want to see, but you know, (laughs) I hear the Mario movies pretty good. So we're going to go find out. Okay. I'll say, just before we get started, Looper the Underground Game Cat with the five euro says, LOL, Gasp Movies was the topic of tonight's Miles Dyer Live. So I guess it's, I guess it's the, the topic of the day or the topic of the week, maybe. Top, top, top. I haven't seen Goodfellas. That's supposed to be a good one. Oh, dude, don't get me started on like, on any of that kind of stuff. Like any gangster type movie. I, I, nope, haven't seen any of it. None of them. None of them. You need uh, one? I haven't seen You need it. to watch, you need to watch, uh, Donnie Brasco. I love that movie. It's based on a true story, a uh, gangster movie. It's awesome. All right. Well, then I'll add that to the list because I've got quite the list brewing. Uh, <laughs> but what else we got brewing is today's show. You ready to do this thing? I am very ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, West Day, and Two Wise Friday right here on YouTube. We do it live for your viewing pleasure, 6 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. If you watch with your eyes, then we got you covered. But if you watch with your ears, check out any podcast service of your choice. That's where Jamie Ow uploads this thing day in, day out. So you have hours upon hours of, I don't know, us talking about 80s movies. 
craziness. My name is Brian Fall from this channel right here, PSVR Without Parole, and the gentleman over here to my right is Wes Dillon from Virtual Strangers. Wes, how goes it? It goes uh, very well. And I did catch your episode, by the way, on Friday. I found it very interesting, your thoughts on Prometheus and uh, the 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 uh, lineage of Alien movies. Uh, I haven't seen Resurrection yet, and I was actually looking forward to it until I heard you talk about it. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's 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 not good. There are defenders of it, and, and the people who are defending it, you know what? It's like, I will say... Uh, Resurrection actually addresses some of the problems that Alien 3 had. Uh, so if you're just looking for a good monster movie, it's like, man, it's definitely a decent monster movie. But is it a good alien movie? I'd I'd be hard-pressed to find people who think it's a good alien movie. But We'll catch it. We'll catch it on Netflix in five years. <laughs> I, dude, I... It's a good thing I had the uh, I actually had the box set on Blu-ray, um, the first four movies and Prometheus all on Blu-ray, uh, because for whatever reason I was like looking around to stream these things and they were like I had like otherwise it would have to be rentals or purchases and stuff. Like I, it's so crazy I can't find dude. There are movies everywhere that are just not available on streaming services unless you're willing to pay more than you're already paying for the streaming service. Like somebody recommended uh near dark to me, which I've never seen near dark. And, uh, and I had to buy it on UMD in order to watch it. Wow. Have you ever tried the VPN trick to see if that switches up your available titles? You know, all the, all these YouTubers sell like their express VPN or whatever. And that's always their number one selling point is, Hey, you get different stuff on Netflix. If you put your region over to China or something, you know, yeah i i've not tried it i'm, I'm not that kind of I, I don't like playing tricks on things i don't like trying hard to get things uh -huh. working or to find the things that i want um and as a bunch of people who have recommended sites to me the of the not so legal kind that i could go and like watch just like movie streaming left and right brand new movies and stuff and i'm like yeah i'm good i'm good if it's if it's not available on the seven streaming services that i have um i'm sure i can find something else in the interim but i don't know um, all right, man. Well, listen, we have so much to talk about, but please, for the love of God, Wes, uh, what is happening over on virtual strangers this week? Cause there's so much crap happening out in the VR world. Uh, and, and, and I can't even keep up with all of it. I'm trying to keep up the PSVR two stuff, but over there, you guys cover all VR stuff. So what is it that you guys are talking about this week? Oh, Brian, do we have an excellent episode <laughs> lined up? And I know I say that every week. But I really mean it this time, guys. Uh, no, no, honestly, I'm very excited um, for uh, tonight's show. It's a, a show that we've been planning pretty much since PSVR 2 launched. And we're finally going to dive into Resident Evil Village this week. And, uh, man, I, I've it's been the, ma the majority of my playtime this week has been in Village. Uh, although the other title that we're covering, Breachers, has stolen quite a bit of my playtime, uh, you know, away from Village, and um, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to talking about both, and uh, and for what it's worth, the uh, the Village segment will, as it often does, morph into a real time review segment, which means we're going to talk about it for a while, and then I'm going to play some live as we uh, continue to discuss it. So um, that's what we've got going on tonight, man, and I can't wait. I can't wait, dude. Honestly, I'm having so much fun with Village right now. Uh, I, I just really want to be playing it. I'm when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about playing yeah. it. That's yeah. 
Yeah. I, I can't believe I, I, I doled it out for so long in such small doses. You know, I say small doses, but they were like three hour streams each time and it took like seven yeah. streams to get it done. Um, so not small doses, but definitely big gaps in time between each stream. Uh, and I'm going back in, I believe tonight or tomorrow, um, to, for my second run through because I didn't capture any footage the first time. I, I, it's all on YouTube as a live stream. So I want to get some fresh, like, you know, straight from the source footage with no Brian Paul on screen, no chat on screen. And it's going to be all from like the next difficulty level with like, you know, kind of new game plus stuff. Um, so I'm very curious to see how that all goes down. Uh, cause as far as I'm concerned, it's the best PSVR two game out there. And uh, I'm just wondering if it gets better and better. Yeah. That's one of my favorite features about, um, PlayStation VR. What well, one and two, to be quite honest, is you can retroactively capture footage. So when I get through like a, an awesome sequence and like, man, it would be nice to use that clip in an intro or some B-roll sometime. You just have to hit the uh, the button on the left controller, tell it whether you want anything from 30 seconds all the way up to an hour, and it just retroactively saves it for you. It's so awesome. I do have a handful of clips that I have captured uh, along my way. But you know what, man? I'm only about – I put about 10 hours into it at this point, maybe 12 I don't feel like I'm halfway through the game yet. Like, I feel like there's a lot more for me here. Now, maybe some of the later sections are shorter than the early sections. That's a possibility. But I feel like there's still a whole lot of uh, game to go for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I was actually surprised how, how long it kept going and going and going. Um, and, and I found, you know, entire segments where I, I walked up to an area and was like, oh, this isn't where the game seems to be telling me where to go. This seems like some other area. Uh, and so I'd walk back and be like, okay, where does the game want me to go? And then I'd get too far in that direction. I was like, no, no, I want to go see what this other. And I think I found a whole area that you don't ever, ever, ever have to play uh, throughout the campaign. And, and it includes, I think, one of the cooler bosses in the game too. Uh, so it's uh, pretty fascinating. Uh, pretty interesting game design. Hey, uh, man, bear pig game cat in the chat with the $2 tip says, take a poll about manual reload in firewall. Um, it's <laughs> because you tipped, I, I threw the poll up there. Um, you know, I, th I think most people are going to say both. They want the option to do both. Uh, you know, click, here's, here's a, here's a button you can click in order to do manual, uh, automatic reload. And then, but if you're good and you're fast and you can do automatic reload faster than that, that'll obviously give you an advantage. Uh, and so I think most people are going to say both, but we'll, we'll find out. I'll let this run for a little bit and we'll see what happens. Um, feel the magic. Hear the roar. Thunder game cats are loose. Ho! With the Australian $2 says, where's my Far Cry VR, Ubisoft? Oof. I mean, with all the restructuring. What's that? I saw it. It's, uh, it's in Vegas. I saw it. I walked right by it. What what's what's it's like? The, what is it? Is it is is it like an actual full fledged Far Cry game? Or it's not one of those well, location I mean, based a, experiences. A, no, it is location based. It's okay. location based uh, Far Cry experience. It's uh, like thirty or forty five minutes. They want like fifty bucks to play it. Uh, we said we'll we'll come back and play it, and then we never did. We tried to uh, you know tried to big time our way in for free, and it didn't work. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, you know, maybe we'll come back tomorrow and play it, and then tomorrow never came. We never went back. But it looks awesome for what it's worth. Um, we, um, but yeah, it's a good question. Where's our full fledged Far Cry title? Ubisoft, Ubisoft wants to give us 20 different titles, but don't want to share their IPs with us. What's up with that? What is up with that? <laughs> I feel like, dude, I feel like Ubisoft's in a tough spot right now. Like they can't figure out like what 
what they are as a studio. Um, they, they used to be like the, the harbingers of, you know, amazing AAA games and, you know, open world games and, and whatever else. And, and I feel like they've sort of fallen off and kind of like lost their way. They don't know what sells. They don't know what to do. Uh, and I, I don't, I, I'd be surprised if VR was something that they keep pursuing for a long time. Like at least until they get their footing back. I feel like right now there's just so much uncertainty at Ubisoft. There's a lot of uncertainty in VR. I mean, Meta keeps slashing jobs. And I mean, I read an article today that they're, they're taking a back step from the metaverse. Like that's unheard of over the last few years anyway. Like, uh, so I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty everywhere, but especially in, in our little, uh, bubble over here. So yeah, who knows, man, what, what the near future holds. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of question marks. And that's the video game industry as a whole too. I think, uh, not just VR. I think, I do think that, you know, uh, it was one of our viewer takeover questions. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? Let's just, let's just dive into this viewer takeover question from Twisted the Cool Moto Game Cat 2. This is the sequel, Twisted Moto Game Cat 2. Remember guys, you can join our Discord by clicking the link in the description below and leaving your viewer takeover questions there if you want to get them on the show. Uh, Twisted says, uh, there was a big stink about the PSVR 2 launch lineup, but the people look at it relatively. That, but the people that look at it relatively, know that it was good. In the case of people not stepping back to look at the overall quality of all of our media over the last couple of years, PC gaming and console gaming AAA content has really crashed in the last couple of years, and the streaming wars have really watered down movies and TV series quality. Um, it's an interesting perspective, and I, and I do have to say that, uh, Wes, when I was streaming uh, Another Fisherman's Tale yesterday, I, I, I found myself getting irritated, right? Because too many people stopping by the stream being like, oh, another shit game. This looks like crap, right? And it's like, in, instead of being like, instead of being like, hey, let's, let's stop for a second and like, you know, like sort of admire uh, the merits of the game or or even like give yourself a second to to see, could this be something I'd be interested in? It's like, oh, another shit game because it doesn't have realistic graphics. Another shit game because it's obviously not AAA. Another shit game, right? And I, and I, and I just don't think yeah. that people understand where the industry is currently, or where video games have been for a very fucking long time right now. If I if I bring my Switch up right now, or if I bring my PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4 store up right now, 99% of the stuff you see is going to be crap. It's going to be... It, 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 that's Actually, that's inaccurate. I should say 99% of the stuff you see is going to be not AAA titles, right? And you take that 99%, and then you start filtering it down. And you say, well, 30% is just absolute shovelware. 30% are ports from other... Uh, from other handhelds, from other uh, consoles. And then there's, I, I forget how many percentages I was up to, uh, but then there's another huge percentage. It's just indie games. Indie games are carrying the fucking, uh, the entire industry right now, right? And so we get these AAA games kind of smattered over the course of a generation, uh, but they're certainly not uh, the prevailing uh, type of game that we get day in, day out. You know, we're certainly not getting four or five AAA games a month anymore like we used to. Yeah, unrealistic expectations. It's pervasive in uh, the the larger gaming community, and it's especially bad in uh, inside of VR. And specifically with regard to PSVR two, it's it's you know you have different groups of people. You know, when you have people that are kind of complaining about the launch lineup, they kind of fall into a few different categories. The vast majority of them are following the lead from the larger gaming media, and I think most of that stems from 
these these people expected like I don't know, like a dozen AAA games within the first couple of few months, and it, it completely unrealistic expectation. They they were expecting that maybe Sony would right off the bat try to uh, you know force feed VR to the masses through uh, their their software category, and and that you know that could still happen. But it, you know, a lot of people were just expecting more right out the gate. Um, now Sony does bear some of the blame here for not being very transparent about what their plans are. Yeah. Not only with VR gaming, but with gaming in general. I mean, they've been very silent over the last six months to a year. Uh, so I think that's res- responsible for most of it. I think you know, on a macro level, inside our bubble, a little bit, um, we have some people. Like, you know, you and I obviously uh, think that the launch lineup was amazing. Great launch amazing. lineup. Probably the best that, that we've ever seen on any VR platform for sure. Um, but what if you don't like horror games? What if you don't like zombies and scary stuff? That that cuts out most of the really great titles. And then on top of that, what if, uh, you, you know, what if you don't want to rebuy games that you already own on other platforms? That takes a lot of them out. Even if they do have some merit and they are the best on PSVR 2, are they so much better that I need to go drop another 30 bucks to pick up another copy? Right. That's debatable. Right. So uh, there, there, there are people that certainly uh, exist in that category, and I understand the way that they feel. Um, not everyone has our faith <laughs> in Sony, um, Brian, but I, I feel like over time these problems will resolve themselves they absolutely will they absolutely will resolve themselves and, and i think people have to give sony more than seven weeks from launch to uh to start addressing you know what's happening to give us a roadmap to talk about what's coming to 23 first party studios and we don't know what bar- barely any of them are working on right and so there's obviously some hybrid games in the work there's obviously some uh i i can't guarantee psvr2 exclusives i don't know anything about that like built from the ground up for vr games i'm assuming insomniac has to have a couple but uh but but really, it's like you know the, the it, it's it's the thing that we're going to hear most about, uh, which I don't think we're ready for, right? Because we haven't had a great launch yet. Like we're, they're not available in stores yet. Sony can't get on a stage and say, "Check out this plethora of amazing PlayStation VR two games that are coming out that are you know these hybrid AAA third party games." You know, here are all of our third party partnerships. They can't do that. They can't get on stage and say that today. Because the thing's not fucking available to buy anywhere, right? And until you, until you make it available on Amazon, until you make it available in stores and Walmart, you just can't do that. Otherwise, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your money, and your advertising budget just went to, just went to fucking nothing. You just threw away that money because you got people excited for something that they probably have no idea where to buy. And so, I you know, give, give Sony a minute to do this because I, I do think that uh, people are going to be very surprised by what's coming. And uh, this is going to be a fantastic generation of VR games. Uh, and if you don't like horror games, and you don't like zombie games, and you don't like racing games, what the fuck do you like? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you can't. If you don't like all those things, that's fine. I'm, I'm not never would tell anybody what to like, Wes. But if you don't like those things, you have to understand that you don't like some of the biggest fucking types of games that exist in the world, and that you might be in the minority when it comes to th- that. This launch lineup wasn't for you. And, and, and that's fine. I'm in the minority all the time when it comes to things, but, <laughs> but like, I understand that. And I'm not like, what the fuck is happening? No, it, I understand that for, to me, for me to get the things that I want, I just have to wait and they'll come eventually. You know, I can't demand shit 
that that that's illogical to exist right now. As as stock increases and demand decreases, we'll start to see uh, the uh, the hardware show up in stores, and at that point, uh, we'll start to see the floodgates open up a little bit with regards to sneak peeks or whatever uh, regarding what's coming down the road. I don't think we have very long to wait, honestly. Uh, I think we probably see some marketing start to pick up in the summertime for a healthy holiday full launch for PSVR 2. Good games on the way, guys. Don't lose faith. It's too early to lose faith. You bought a PlayStation VR 2 and you're like, oh, my God, seven weeks in. This is is ridiculous. We've been getting new games all the time. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. We've got seven weeks in. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I was going to say seven weeks in. I'm on cloud nine. Three weeks in a row. Uh, on my show, I'm I'm sitting here saying, this might be the best game I've ever played. Like, how often does that happen? You know what I mean? Yeah, for real, for real. I've I've burned out twice, Wes, since, since the launch of PSVR two, because that's how much did I have to cover. Uh, we had a couple good tips right here. Uh, let's tackle these one by one. We get Joey VR with the five dollar tip says, does PlayStation VR two streaming have comments pop up? I could not see any when I streamed several games. Uh, Wes, I don't know if you are more familiar with the way that things are working over on when you hit the uh, streaming button or the uh, share button or the create button, but, uh, but I haven't used that button in literally five years. So I I don't, I don't know. Maybe someone else in the chat can help you out. Yeah. I have no idea. Whenever I stream PlayStation VR two, I I go through my capture card. I don't do it directly from the console, so I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to tell you. I, I read the chat off of my phone. <laughs> Just peek down and read it every now and then. Oh, you're a better man than I. I'm... That would be smart, though. That would be smart. Because, man, sometimes uh, I was playing another Fisherman's Tale, and it was the classic thing where it's like, I'm listening to the comments in my headset. I'm listening to the game audio in my headset with people talking. And then I'm trying to respond to people. So I'm talking over two sets of people talking and it's just like your brain breaks when you try to do shit like that. And so when anybody's watching me stream and like, it looks like I'm frustrated just trying to get words out. That's exactly what's happening. It's, it's exhausting. Um, yeah, that sounds terrible. Oh <laughs> uh, dude, it's without parole. If it made sense, it, we wouldn't do it that way. Double M gaming with the $2 tip says, what was the PSVR two update? Uh, so as far as the, uh, the the firmware update, what I've heard, and this is only from you know users over on our Discord, uh, somebody had the the problem with their controller where like it would work fine, but once you get into the game, it wouldn't register. The X button wouldn't work. That kind of thing. Now fixed. Did it make you? Uh, did it make you redo your um your, your setup when you went into your headset after the update? Did the update happen today? Yes. I haven't played PSVR two today, so I don't know. Yeah, I had to redo my setup. Okay. It was frustrating. Oh. Sorry. Because, you know, there, there's a certain amount of uh, friction that's involved with getting set up to go in a VR game. You put your headset on, you get your controllers where they need to be, you get your headphones just in the right spot, and then you, you hit the power button on the headset, you click OK, and then it tells you to take the headset off to continue with setup. Oh, I, I hate that shit. Yeah, the, the take yeah. your headset off part is just dumb. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they need to stop that. I think you're underrating friction. Sometimes friction is awesome, Wes. <laughs> yeah, in certain <laughs> scenarios, I agree sure. with that statement. Uh, Double M's getting a two for one. He has two questions in his tip. Number two is uh, Song in the Smoke or Green Hell VR? 
This is this is something we've been debating for uh, well over a year on our channel, and it just depends on who you ask. I say Song in the Smoke. A lot of people say Green Hell. Um, I, I like the kind of whole mystical uh, aspect, spiritual aspect of the world, and and in uh, Song of the Smoke. Uh, that, that you know, they're both very good games. It's going to really be a personal choice whether you prefer realism or more of a kind of uh, fantasy type uh, world. Yeah. Uh, as someone who absolutely loved Song in the Smoke on PSVR 1, couldn't get enough, loved every second of that game, uh, loved how brutally difficult it was, loved how much how the crafting was VRAF. Um, <clears throat> I have not played Green Hill. Uh, but what I will say is that by the time it gets to PSVR 2, Hopefully we'll have that multiplayer mode for the, the four-player co-op, which Green Hell has none of. It's very, very uh, isolating, solitary experience, one player only. Um, and then there's three pieces of DLC coming to Green Hell as well. And so I feel like by the time it gets to PSVR 2, I'm going to prefer Green Hell because Green Hell looks scarier. It looks um, – and, and I, n- I never was a co-op guy before VR, but now that, I, now that I'm a VR guy, I like co-op. <laughs> so uh, I love Song in the Smoke. I hope Green Hell lives up to everything I want it to be. It's more difficult. It's, you know, as, as hard as song of the smoke was green Hell's a fucking nightmare, dude. It really is. Damn. Well, Wes, speaking of nightmares, uh, resolution games came out today. Uh, we're very proud of them for coming out of the closet. We're <laughs> it's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever said on any stream ever. So I'm glad you were all here for it. Um, <laughs> Demio's not getting the heroes hangout. Uh, the, uh, the official word is, <sighs> Uh, bing! It's, it's a lot of fucking words, man. It's a it's a word wall. It's a it's 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 a lot of words. So if you feel like reading that, it's on the screen. I don't feel like reading that because you know what? I read it this morning and it doesn't say anything. Um, it says it's all right. It's what? <laughs> so so without reading it, and I have not read this. Although the first time that I saw this, yeah, was in your your show lineup. Okay, but I'll give you the translation and what it really means right now. Nobody uses the Heroes Hangout anyway. What's the point? That's basically what's going on here. They, 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 with the Heroes Hangout, they almost did something great for Demio. What Demio really needs is a spectator mode, something you can pull players in, and you don't even have to see them. Just have people be able to watch your match and talk to you while you play. You know, bring in an extra two people, extra four people, and, and make it more of a party. That would be incredible. Heroes Hangout kind of does that, but as soon as you start playing, it's over. So it's just basically a lobby with a few little uh, activities for you to do with your friends before you choose, you know, your game. I mean, it's a pretty cool thing to add on, but nobody ever uses it. Everyone just always boots straight into the game anyway when they play DMEO. It's kind of useless, and I get why they're not bringing it over. Okay, here's here's here's. I, I hate to ever be on the developer side rather than the consumer side, right? Especially if you bought a game and go, oh, this, all of these features are obviously going to be brought over to our more expensive, uh, you know, upgraded best version of the game over on PSVR 2. You absolutely have to figure like, oh, we're getting everything that this game has to offer. But in this particular situation, Wes, I have to say the games that I played of Demio last anywhere between three or four to six hours, right? It's like if I wanted to hang out with these people longer, I don't want to hang out with these people longer. That's that's the real thing here, right? It's it's a four player game, so it's not like I'm sitting around 
uh, just like like walkabout sometimes. I'll, I'll start up a game and be like, hey, who else is going to show up? I put the room code out there. I put it into Discord. I wonder if anybody's going to show up. And you kind of wait around and hope that people show up. No, you organize games of Demio. And you say, who who are the three other people I'm going to play with? We're going to get in there at 6.15 on the dot. Let's do this thing because it's going to be all night, right? And so I don't want to hang out with those people before or after. Like by, by the time three hours rolls around, I'm pretty much fucking done with those people. Like I love... Everyone I've ever played Demio with, but I have a very low tolerance for other people. And I'm like, it's time to go. It's time to go. I need to get on with my night. I need to go to bed. I need to like just go watch some TV or something, right? Three hours is a long time to hang out. I don't need to hang out with anybody, anybody. I don't care who it is longer than three hours. And so I, to me, I don't, I have zero use for this thing, but that's just me. It would be great if I could go in to, you know, I boot my PlayStation up. I see Brian's playing Demio uh, and I just, uh, Send them an invite request, pop in, watch you guys play, shoot the shit for half an hour. Maybe somebody drops out and I want to bounce in and take their spot. That would be incredible. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I'll give you that. And and stick turning. Come on, guys. Really? Stick turning. Oh. Come on, please. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, that's another thing where I'm just like, oh, grab yeah. the board and move it. It's like, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's such a different type of experience that like th- what they gave us, I thought was was fine. It gets on my nerves. Like, yeah. uh, like zooming in and out, like that's fine. Uh, but the turning, I'm just so, I, I never can do it as precisely as I like. So I always overshoot it, have to pull back a little bit. And it's just, would it be so easy just to do it with a stick? It wouldn't, you know, detract from the experience. I just don't understand why they didn't put it as an option. Yeah. I get you. I, I mean, one options for everything, right? Right. Which mm-hmm. brings us kind of back to, uh, the poll that we put up for Man Bear Big Game Cat, Man Bear Pig Game Cat, uh, and see, with over 205 votes, uh, in about 20 minutes, uh, 28% of y'all said, uh, manual reload, 18% said automatic, and 53% of you said both. So that's 80% want at least the option to manual reload. And I totally, I totally understand that, right? I will say we cannot discount the fact that there's almost 20% of the people out there who go, I, I, I want an automatic reload, right? And so I, I think that's why it's important to have both. We've said it before, we'll say it again, that if you come up with a system where the, it's a slow automatic reload, that the player can do it faster if they do it themselves, it's the best of both worlds, right? It's it's a skill issue. And if you've got the skills, you pay the bills. I, I'm, I'm done, man. I'm so I'm so... I've got a headache and I, and I didn't sleep well last night. I'm really tired in the, and I'm running on caffeine right now. So I'm just saying anything that comes to my mind. <laughs> you got, no, so far, so good, Brian. I'm, I'm following you, uh, following you quite well, actually. Well, as always, you are, uh, <laughs> you're running the Wednesday show. If there was, if you weren't here, there wouldn't be a show. That's for sure. I'm going to end the poll because, uh, because I think that went on long enough, 21 minutes. So thank you guys for voting. Um, Options are always better. Options are always better. I agree. Good call. Um, we got another tip from Joey VR. Joey VR says, one more tip, a uh, $5 tip. He says, one more tip. PokerStars VR is off the PSN store again. Why are they messing with my emotions? I want to play with my buddies on Quest. It's the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen, dude. Like, I've never seen a game get so close to release and then not release, right? On PSVR 1, uh, what happened was that uh, PokerStars uh, got so close to release that they actually... The pub, you could you could see the trophies, right? Trophies were actually available for the game itself. It, I've never seen it happen. Like trophies always go live about 
anywhere between a week and two weeks before the game comes out. And then somewhere in that one to two week period, the game got canned. And I have no idea what happened. And then here we are again with the PlayStation VR 2 version. And it, it was there on the store. And now it just doesn't exist again. What the fuck is happening, Wes? Buddy, don't ask me. <laughs> I, I quit paying attention to this a long time ago. Yeah. Like, fool me once, right? Yeah. <laughs> Never again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the deal is with it. Uh, I couldn't even begin to speculate. I, I, I will agree, though, that this is about the damnedest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so ridiculous that you've got you've just got to laugh about it. It's like, what could possibly yeah. be happening? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I couldn't imagine. Um, we got to move along a little bit here uh, and get caught up to our run of show. Uh, one uh, one of the games that uh, we wanted to talk about today, Wes, was. Uh, I mean, this this is kind of crazy. This game isn't coming out until next month, May 11th, by the way. Uh, Another Fisherman's Tale is coming out May 11th, and it's uh, so day, same day as Walkabout Mini Golf. So my apologies in advance to Another Fisherman's Tale. This will be the last time you ever hear me talk about it. <laughs> Never going to talk about Another Fisherman's Tale again because Walkabout Mini Golf has my full attention. Um, and uh, but yeah, but the preview embargo lifted like day before yesterday. And it's and it's not coming out for like a month. Uh, so Wes, I, I played about the first forty five minutes of it on stream, uh, and really enjoyed it. Uh, but I'm curious to hear what your opinions are. Yeah, well, I want to preface um, my uh, my thoughts uh, by saying I never played the original Fisherman's Tale. What? And a lot of people gasp, gasp, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I've heard I've, it gets recommended to me on an almost weekly basis. People always tell me how short it is and how great it is. Um, it's not always about the but size. But I've never. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And uh, I've never gotten around to checking it out. I always have something else to play. I, I mean, it's in my library. I've always fully intended on getting into it, but never have. Yep. Uh, but with that, with that said, I did get into uh, another Fisherman's Tale earlier today. Played the first couple of chapters. And for uh, the record, um, we're not allowed to do full reviews yet. We're just allowed to, to uh, give impressions about the beginning of the game. Like the first two hours, and, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. First couple of hours. And, um, and by the way, it, it is obviously an early version of the game that we were uh, playing today. So it could change upon release, but thank you to uh, Vertigo games for providing us with re- with preview access. And uh yeah, man, uh, th- there were things I really liked about it, and there were other things that I thought were pretty standard for a puzzle game. The, the puzzles themselves are um, they're perspective-based. It's a perspective-based puzzler, which I guess isn't a, um, a big surprise to anyone who played the original because that one very much was also a perspective-based puzzler. For sure. Uh, but I think, you know, if, if I'm not mistaken, the way this one works on a technical level is quite different from the first one. Am I right about that? Uh, the perspective you're saying? The puzzles. The puzzles, yeah, the way they use perspective. Yeah, yeah. The fir- So the first one, just to clarify, if anybody hasn't played it, like Mark Smith, like Wes Dillon, uh, like... I think that, I think you guys are the only two. Um, I didn't, so I didn't love that game like everyone else did. I thought it was very interesting the way that they handled, like they kind of created a new type of puzzle game, like something I'd never seen before. What you were, you were a character. And you were playing in first person, but you were also technically playing in third person in multiple ways. Because as you uh, move, there's a giant version of you just outside 
uh, of the environment doing the exact same things you are, picking up the exact same things that you are. Uh, and then if you look into the diorama, into uh, some of the things in your environment, you see a smaller version of you also doing the same thing. Now, and the way that the way that was cool was because you got to actually interact with your big self and your small st- self. So sometimes you could pass things to yourself, very transpose like. Um, and I'd never seen anything like that before. And I think this, and I think for two thirds of the ninety minutes of a fisherman's tale was amazing. Like I thought it was really really cool, right? But it was also like simple in other regards. Teleport only, very, very short. Um, and, uh, and it was, oh, yeah, it felt, felt like it was over before it began. This feels much bigger. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, um, the things I really liked about, I, I, you know, it, it took it a while to get going. Uh, but as you start to kind of process the overall narrative and what's going on, and I don't mean just the uh, narrative within the puzzle, but the narrative from the cutscenes. Um, there's something going on. There's a twist coming that you can kind of see coming, but there's clues laying around everywhere that kind of confirm it for you. If you know what to look at and you're, you're thinking in the right way. Uh, so I really enjoyed the storytelling in this game. And I, I think that it's going to, uh, going to hit you in the feels before it's all said and done. Uh, so to speak. Uh, but in terms of the gameplay itself, uh, it's pretty cool, man. It, it's a pretty creative way to get out of a perspective based story-driven puzzler. Uh, I wouldn't consider it extremely difficult, but it, it's somewhat challenging. You know, you know, you you won't get stuck, or at least so far I haven't gotten stuck on, on anything for more than, you know, five minutes, and then you figure it out. Um, there's some creative ways to get around obstacles um, based on the kind of attachment system they've got going on because you're playing the role of a, a wooden figurine who's acting out a story and the the main mechanic of the game is that you can detach your hands, detach your head and kind of place them in different areas uh, and control them independently to, to, to progress your way through the maps. Um, that, that's all really clever and, uh, and well done. And uh, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Um, obviously the fact that we're allowed to cover the first two hours as a preview mm-hmm. uh, alludes to the fact that this must be, must be a much longer narrative. And I feel like the narrative and the storytelling is probably the strength of the game. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm so proud of Interspace for, for a taking their time and creating a much longer game this time around. Right. That's, that's a big deal. That was probably the, one of the biggest complaints with the first game, but also one of the big complaints for the first game was that, you know, for a very, V, I call it VRAF because of the way that it, the puzzle mechanics worked, but there were also things I was like, well, why am I teleporting around? Like, you know, like you're trying to make this super immersive game and we're teleporting everywhere. They, they must have taken that criticism. Everyone who, who said it, uh, they must have taken everybody's criticism to heart because not only do you have full locomotion in this game, but you're able to, as you said, you can launch your head in the perspective go you go with the head like the head's your camera and so you you launch your head in that direction and it just looks boom and it's like you your your head is a ball that you just threw basically to another part of the uh another part of the level and you kind of like look around you kind of spin around and uh, it's i feel like they, they they took some risks here right they, they too many too many developers i think like alchemy for example are scared to maybe take that next step forward and say let's give gamers what they really want at the risk of alienating 
people who might suffer from motion sickness, right? We'll see, we'll see what this does and like just really, but for the sake of our game, let's take it a step further. And I felt like they, they went a long way here and, and they took a lot of risks. And, uh, and, and I thought that those risks really paid off. I think the, the puzzles are very creative. I think being able to detach different things on your hand, getting a, uh, crab claw or lobster claw or whatever that is instead of your hand getting a pirate hook uh you know being able to kind of grapple around these things all these things all feel like they're paying off and and, and i thought the puzzle figuring out the puzzles was uh was was a lot of fun uh, and and wasn't yeah. wasn't the kind of thing that i would i just liked experimenting and i think that's that's what makes a good puzzle game you find yourself too frequently just being like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And there's nothing you can even try, right? You just feel like you're at a dead end. But I feel like in this game, there's a lot of experimenting you can do in order to get yourself to the next puzzle. Yeah, you, you get frustrated, you start to lose your head, then you throw it and start looking around. And typically the answer will reveal itself. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot negative to say about this, honestly. R- really, the only thing I could nitpick is the... Uh, the controls were a little bit clunky with the uh, the hand. You know, you can throw your hand out and have it kind of crawl around Evil Dead style. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and do things for you. That was a little weird sometimes, trying to get it to turn the right direction. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it, it was the, the puzzles were clever. The story seems to uh, be going in a, the direction of being uh, very emotional um, by the time it's all said and done. And uh, I think, you know, again, having not played the original Fisherman's Tale, I do think that the overall narrative ties into it. And so those of you who are fans of the original will probably enjoy where they take it here. Uh, I don't know. Overall, a pretty good quality title and something that I do look forward to getting back into and uh, finishing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, as you said, this is a, this is a preview build. So I'm interested to see like how much more polish it gets before launch. Um, because, uh, you know, graphically speaking, like I, I, I was a little surprised because I think it looks good, but I think also, but there's also a softness just in general to the overall look of the game. Um, and I was just like, and, and I think that maybe that's like the, the anti-aliasing they chose or, or whatever else. Um, but you know, I'm just at this point when I boot up a game, the first thing I want to see are like crystal clear environments, right? Because it's PSVR two, because here we are in the next gen, because we dealt with so much blurriness on PSVR one that like. For the love of God, developers, please prioritize um, getting us some crisp, clear environments and making sure that everything looks really good. Um, and, uh, you know, because it's, all it took was me going, oh, this game's a little bit soft, right? It looks a little looks a little low res. And, you know, and, 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 and then suddenly it's like, oh, man, first Galaxy Carts and then Switchback and now this. I was like, yeah, that's a really, really small percentage of the PSVR 2 library. Um, go play Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 and you can see what games will look like next year when everybody gets their shit together. Right, right. Um, uh, Hippie, I wonder if Game Cats taste like pickle. So this is one of my favorite uh, Game Cat name changes of all time. But the two quid says, no question, just shit pickle. Peace and love, all. Dude, I've been watching a lot. I've been watching a lot of APGN in the last twenty four hours. <laughs> um, I didn't feel like doing anything recently. Um, after my stream yesterday, I just like did not feel good. And I laid down and, dude, I think I marathoned like. 24 hours of, of AVGN while I was uh, going in and out of sleep. Uh, and now I have that theme song stuck in my head. I do that a lot because uh, th- they post entire seasons in one video yeah. on, on the channel. So when, when I need something to distract me enough to allow me to go to sleep, but something I've seen a thousand times that will allow me to go to sleep, uh, AVGN is one of my go-tos. Yeah. So 
So good. Uh, I was just, we were talking in voice chat before the show. Um, I was talking with Rypop and he was, we, we were both, the second I said, uh, do you remember board James, which was like his other character, um, on Cinemassacre where they, where they covered board games. Um, he was like, he was like, you mean Mr. Bucket in the Mr. Bucket episode, dude? Like, I mean, for you, James Rolfe is such a talented motherfucker, right? Like you can just tell like, cause, cause all, all, all of the shit he was doing in that episode, even though it was supposed to be funny, even though it was supposed to be, you know, tongue in cheek and it was supposed to be making fun of Mr. Bucket. There's some like seriously well done horror movie tropes that he like mimics and, and does really, really well in that video to the point where I'm like, why aren't you fucking making a horror movie, James? Like this is a good ass video. And he did it like 15 years ago. Like dude's got so much talent. It's ridiculous. You know, a couple of years ago he was working on, uh, on some kind of a VR film. And I, I don't know whatever became of that, uh, but I remember reading about it, I think, on social media. And there were some still photographs of him with his 3D rig set up outside somewhere. Wow. I don't even know what it was supposed to be about, but I was very interested in what it might what might have become of it. Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, I've got nothing. I, that, that was brand new to me. So, <sighs> Hey, uh, Wes, we got to move on to our next topic. Uh, and that is a game coming out. Today? Is it out today? Is out, I think it's out to, I think so. today in North America and tomorrow in Europe, and that is Afterlife VR. Um, so this is a, this game by Splitlight Studio. Uh, it's a budget VR horror game. You and I have talked about it when they first announced it. Uh, coming to PlayStation VR 2, you and I talked about it a little bit. You gave me an indication of what kind of game it might be, the quality of game we might be expecting. Um, and, uh, and I do have a re- review out for it on the channel right now. Um, in spite my relatively low review score, I give it a five out of 10. I actually really enjoyed a good percentage of this game. Like I had a lot of fun, but it, it's hard to ignore its faults. Uh, oh, yeah. Wes, uh, where, where are you at with this game? Uh, well, you know, I like you am a fan of cheap, shitty horror games. So <laughs> like I enjoyed it as well. I thought the story was very cool. Um, I like the kind of uh, progression of the gameplay as you go along, even if some things are, are maybe um, not implemented as well as they probably should have been. I do like that the game doesn't stay the same from start to finish. It continues to change yeah. as you go along. Um, I mean, it, look, it looks like an indie horror game uh, in general, um, although I did do um, – kind of a graphics comparison today. So I did, you know, I, I played through this game on steam like six months, a year ago or something like that. So I didn't, I didn't replay it all on PlayStation VR too. I didn't, I didn't think that there would be enough value add there to make me stop playing village long enough to do that again. So, but what I did do is I booted it on my HP reverb G2 and my PSVR two and did a direct uh, graphics comparison and I, and I and love you for this. I, I love you for this. I, I didn't even ask you before the show uh, what the results were, but because I'm so fucking excited to hear what happened. Please tell us. It's not great, Brian. Honestly, it's not great. Um, head to head. Now, you know, full disclosure, um, HP Reverb G2 is a little bit more resolution than a PSVR 2. I think PSVR 2 is like... 2k per eye g2 is like 21 you know per eye so it's it's slightly more um and i do have a strong graphics card uh in terms you know we'll we'll break it down a few different ways here 
because what I did, I did a direct one-to-one just from the settings that I had in one to there are no settings on the PSVR version, no graphical settings at all. You just, it just is what you get. Those settings are there on the PC version. Um, so I started out just doing a one-to-one comparison and I noticed immediately that the picture is much more crisp on PC. It's much sharper on PC and, uh, and everything kind of, especially distant objects have a blur on the PSVR version. So I start, tinkering with the graphic settings on PC to try to make it look like the PSVR versions, just so we can kind of get an equivalency going on here. Mm-hmm. And so there's a few different things. One, um, the anti-aliasing on PC helps uh, pretty much get rid of all that shimmer that you see on the, the PSVR too. Not that there's a ton of it, but it is there and it is noticeable in terms of like detail. Like if when you look at the same asset in both uh, titles, they're fairly similar. Like if you look at a crow and the detail in the feathers, uh, I, I would say that the PSVR 2 version has about the same level of detail as the PC version on medium to high settings. But in terms of sharpness and crispness of the overall picture, um my G2 on low settings was still sharper than the PSVR2 version in both near field and distant objects. Um, it actually looks quite a bit noticeably different on PC. Yeah, and this was my assumption, Wes. I, I fully yeah. expected that this was the case. Um, <clears throat> and that's why I'm bummed out about this port, right? Because at the very least, I feel as though we can get the, you know, a decent version of the PC version over on PSVR 2 uh, and very frequently we're, get, we're 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 beating out the PC VR versions in in terms of performance in terms of resolution in terms of frame rates uh, in terms of detail and so th- I that's why I'm just like you know what it's like I get it it's a $15 budget horror game but for, but at the very least give us the version on that we that that was available on PC uh, so it, it's it's kind of a bummer man um that said, yeah, at least yeah. at least a little closer, right? I, I feel like they could have done better here. Now, with that said, I know nothing about this studio and how many people they have there and what budget they're working with. You know, we're often very critical of developers uh, without knowing what their circumstances are. But I was expecting more, to be honest, uh, even with it being from a small indie studio. Yeah, and and I mean, in that said, like it's it's one of those things that like I noticed very much at the beginning of the game. Uh, especially when I was outside the asylum, once I got inside, um, and I started, the tension was building, dude. Like, I mean, like I, for, for a game that is again, a $15 budget horror game, I think they were doing, they did really, really well at building tension at like keeping me on my toes and making me scared. Um, jump scares a plenty, good, ha- good haptics in the headset when doors slammed, good uh, haptics in the controllers. Um, you know, I don't, the combat was kind of garbage, but it was there and, and it made me go, shit, I need to like. Uh, I can't just have my flashlight out at all times. Uh, very frequently, in fact, I would have my my handgun out, and instead of having a uh, my flashlight in the other hand, I'd have a I'd have an ammo clip, right? Just so when it was like, tunk, 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 oh shit, I'm out! Boom, just throw it right in there. Good, I'm good to go again. Um, but yeah, so there's good and there's bad, and I do think that if you're like Wes and I, and, and uh, I don't want to speak for you, Wes, but I'm going to. If you're like Wes and I, then if you're a horror fan, I think there's I think there's something worth playing here. 
Um, and, but, but just know that there's going to be a lot of shit you have to overlook in order to enjoy it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, with that said, you do still get the benefits that come with, you know, PSVR and OLED panels, right? I mean, the colors were, were deeper, uh, on the PSVR two version, the blacks were black where they were gray blacks on the PC version. So, I mean, there's that, there's, there's extra tactile feedback, all the stuff we always say about every port, it seems like on PSVR two is true here as well. Yeah. Um, and again, I really like the, the story in this game. I like how you can search around and find little extra bits of the story on clipboards and in other uh, ways as well. Um, and the guys seem to have a sense of humor. I mean, I, I picked up a clipboard today and it was a patient report on a patient called, uh, Phil Dick. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm the guy, I'm the guy that didn't understand the Phil McCracken joke when they tipped on Gamescast. <laughs> so I don't think. It's not surprising that one got past me. You know, they might not actually be as funny as I'm giving them credit for. That could be a <laughs> nod to famed sci-fi writer Philip K. Dick. Oh, yeah. But I don't think so. Maybe. Well, I don't know. It's tough. I, I you know, I've gone back. I went back and forth while I was playing it. Like I said, it's if if, if you like the low budget stuff, you'll probably enjoy it. I, I did get to a point where I was like, God, this is fucking falling apart. They give you psychic powers. And there's this one stealth section and I fucking, and I just was like, this isn't even fun anymore. The stuff, like just, they should just remove the stealth section, remove the telekinetic powers. Like it just doesn't, at a certain point, it just doesn't make any sense. Oh. And I think it kind of ruined the experience they, for me. And they beat you over the head with what you're supposed to be doing constantly. <laughs> yep. Like the guy completely keeps repeating himself out loud. This is what you need to do. Yep. You need to go find the rest of the door code or whatever, just over and over and over again. Like, yeah, dude, I get it. I get it. We should go check the reception desk. I'm on top of it. Like, just give me a fucking second, right? I'm standing in front of the reception desk and he's like, I think we should go check the reception desk. I'm like, I'm at the reception desk. Like at least turn off the voiceovers when I'm standing in front of the thing you want me to go visit. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they give you a thousand um, file cabinets and drawers, and it's all explorable. You can open everything, but just know when you're doing it, he's going to be telling you to go do something else. Yeah, and, they, and they only, there's only really two things to find. I mean, I guess technically three things if you count patient files, but like there's batteries for your flashlight. There's, uh, there's ammo clips for your gun. And so you're opening hundreds of drawers in order to find yeah. just a few more uh, of these somewhat necessary items. Um, and I'll say, I, I once I beat the game, I, I played through on hard. And dude, once you know what you're doing in that game, it's all over. You can beat the whole thing in like 30 minutes. Like I played through once. It took me two and a half hours because I was really dumb and didn't understand a couple of things the game was trying to tell me to do. I, I went through again on hard, did not seem any harder by the way. Um, and I blasted through like a half an hour. It was crazy. I believe that. Yeah. I can believe that. Absolutely. So, no platinum trophy, you guys. So uh, if you're platinum trophy hunters, this is not the game for you. I'm very sorry to tell you that. Uh, Zek Lightning in the chat says a Philip K. Dick VR game would reveal actual secrets and information about the reality outside. There is not a Philip K. Dick VR game, but there is a story experience called The Great Sea, which is based upon oh my God. A, a Philip K. Dick short story. Yeah, wasn't that a that was Secret Location, wasn't it? Who made Blasters of the Universe remember. and Transpose? And I was like. I, something like that yeah. yeah maybe maybe i got the developer wrong but man i was begging them i was like when is this coming to psvr like this looks so exciting this looks so good and um it, it looks like it was really emotional and shit and uh 
and, and I wanted to play it. And I never got around to it. Um, maybe, maybe PSVR too, man. Cause I would play that. It was shit. pretty good. It, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like the best uh, of those, but during that time, those story uh, experiences were, were typically very short and free. Yeah. But this one you had to pay a few dollars for, and it was like 30 or 45 minutes. It was nice. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, all right, man. Time to move on from Afterlife. Let's, uh, let's, here's what we got going on. Uh, after Afterlife. Oh, sorry. Hey, no. Uh, before we do that, speaking of platinum trophies, we've got Reese Miller in the chat, uh, with the five quid says, got the platinum for Thumper last night. It was my first PSVR 2 platinum. All it cost me was my soul and innocence. Uh, I mean, dude, what, as far as respect goes on platinum trophies, getting the Thumper platinum, my utmost respect. That is. Yes. I don't know if I'll ever Absolutely. get that. You read my mind. That was the word that was floating in my mind. I have a respect. You got, you, you do anything on Thumper deep into the game. You've got my respect. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I wonder if I've even beaten Thumper. I don't even know if I beat it on PSVR 1. I haven't. Um, I haven't. All right, man. Well, uh, yesterday we woke up to, woke up to, I don't know. We're still up to, who knows what happens. All a big mush. But, uh, we got, what we got here is uh, a bunch of new games that showed up on the PlayStation VR 2 section of the PlayStation Store. Um, I do want to kind of preface this a little bit, I think, Wes, by saying I don't think I don't think any of these titles are going to blow anybody away. Uh, it's exciting to have new games announced, new games shown, and games that have been announced appearing on the PlayStation Store. That means games that we've been we're interested in and games we were curious about are that much closer than they were before. Fuck you, Poker Stars, but. These aren't going to be not going to be anything that I think is uh, like super duper exciting, um, and I think there, there's a good reason for that. And maybe you'll agree with me, Wes. But I feel like Sony has been really quiet, and it's about time for them to not be so quiet. And so, if there's big reveals coming, this is not the way we're going to see them, right? <laughs> so I don't want anybody freaking out, being like, "Where are the big games?" Uh, because if so, Sony wants the attention on them when they reveal big games. I'm even I'm even convinced that thing you know like Beat Saber and Among Us VR right those are two games we were talking about today um, over on voice chat I feel like we're not going to see those again until Sony gets on the stage somewhere or has a state of play somewhere right because they want to be the voice behind these big like bigger VR IPs um, so hold yeah we we have multiple multiple of these titles we're about to talk about. Are single developer titles? Yes, if that tells you anything. Yes, very good. Uh, very good. Very, very good. I don't. Again, man, I'm fucking done. I don't. My brain is. I left my brain somewhere yesterday. Hopefully, we can find it sometime tomorrow. Um, but yeah, if you, if you scroll through the PlayStation VR two section of your store, you'll definitely see a bunch of new games. Uh, and uh, so, what? Which? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna rattle these off. All right, and we and we can circle back around to the ones we're interested in talking about, Wes. But uh, the thing, the ones that looked like they were new on the store are Hubris, Humanity, Aces of Thunder, The Foglands, Pixel Rips, nineteen seventy eight, Journey to Foundation, Synapse, Knock, Lo-Fi, uh, and then some games that we had have never heard of before. Um, I think, uh, or didn't know we were there. Didn't know they were coming to PSVR two, and those are Black Hole Pool, Box to the Beat, B ninety nine, Overclocked. Cave Digger Riches, which is not the second game, it's the first game, uh, Rezzle Player, and then two different listings for Talking Dogs. Uh, one is Talking Do- Talking Dogs VR, and the other one is Talking Dogs VR Into the Wild or something. Um, pretty crazy. So 
You like talking dogs. You're in a wealth of you're in a wealth of games soon. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I were any of the, were any of these big surprises to you? Um, a little bit. You know, first of all, of the games that we already knew were coming, most of those I am excited for. Uh, but again, we already knew that they were coming. I, I would make the exception of Knock. You know, I'm I'm not very excited for Knock. I didn't really enjoy it on Quest. Okay. I don't think P- PSVR is going to make a big difference in that. And for me, the um, the jury's really out on humanity. I haven't played the demo yet, so I don't know. M- maybe it surprises me and ends up being good, but it just looks weird from the outside. Everything besides that, I'm excited for. Of the ones that we knew about. Of the ones that we didn't know about, um, yeah, I'm a little bit surprised. I'm surprised that Black Hole Pool's coming. I'm, I'm very happy that it's coming because if you take a poll of people in my community and ask them what's the best pool game in VR, they're going to say Black Hole Pool. Most of them will. Um, This is a game. uh, Now, I haven't played it personally, um, but uh, my dad, who is uh, is not a VR gamer, but was uh, a bit of a pool hustler back in his day, uh, he loves Black Hole Pool. And he talks to me about it often. So uh, people in my in my community say it's great. My dad says it's great. Um, this is a game that started on App Lab. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's still on App Lab or if it's on the official Quest store now. Uh, but that kind of surprised me a little bit because that, again, single developer game, little known overall. But from what I can tell, a high quality title. Um Besides that, I mean, I checked out some of these things. That B ninety nine overclock looks cool. You know, I'm a I'm a fan of these kind of uh, retro acid graphics that this thing has going on. Um, was surprised to find out as we were uh, getting ready to go live that this game's been around for about five years on PC. Um, but it looks cool, man. It looks fun. It's a it's a tripped out uh, retro roguelike shooter. And it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, this one, this this is the one that I, I think initially when I saw the trailer, just as I was flipping through and going going from game to game to game to game, trying to figure out, hey, is there anything that people would be excited for here? Um, this one just sort of, I don't know. I, I just saw the visual style, and you know, it's our it's just a bunch of shooting. Maybe there's not much to this, uh, and it's the one I ended up circling back around to and being like, oh, actually, I'm really excited for this. Like, it it looks like a little bit like Beat Blaster. It looks a little. I think somebody compared it to Battlezone Online. Um, and, uh, and I, and I think this visual style in VR is going to be just really cool to experience. Um, I, I think this one could be a lot of fun. It's probably on my list. I agree. I agree. I agree. One more surprise. Uh, and it wasn't so much surprise that it showed up here, but surprise in reading the description of it, talking dogs, <laughs> So talking dogs. If you click on this. You, you know, obviously the PlayStation Store sucks, so it doesn't show trailers. Right. But you do get kind of a, a key art background, and it looks very cartoony. Um, it looks it looks like it could be a, a, a low-budget quest game. But if you read on, it talks about Unreal Engine 5 that it's being developed in. And um, if you read actually what the premise of the game is, it seems like it might not be bad. It's an adventure game, actually. Story-driven adventure game where you play the role of a dog who's looking for his friend, Glenn. And who doesn't want to find Glenn? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm really 
confused as to why there's two of them though. I think that's the big question I have. Um, like here, here's somebody out there. I, I, I believe that Carson Kelly games is, uh, is one person. I believe it's Carson Kelly. Uh, and I could be wrong about that, but, uh, it's like, at what point in development do you go, well, this is just too big for one game. Let's make two and then release them simultaneously. Um, so I'm very, very curious to see what the difference between the two games will be. But I mean, that said, I mean, like this, this trailer that I'm showing, it's not even a trailer. I don't know what it is. It's like eight minutes or something. It's, it's ridiculously long. And it's like, there's not a lot of gameplay shown here. That's, that's what's getting me is that it sort of looks like it has this like somewhat Fortnite ish look to it. Right. And it kind of with all the grass, the way that it looks, that, that just kind of screams Fortnite to me. But the dog's running along this like yellow brick road, encountering some different animals, not really doing anything, right? He he just jumped, and I and I think at some point they do show a little bit of platforming, but like, I don't know anything more about this game after having watched nine minutes than I did before watching nine minutes, and I'm very curious. Like, is this is this going to be third person for VR? I have so many questions. I have so many questions. Yeah, me too. And uh, you know, only time will tell if Talking Dogs turns out to be as good as we think it's going to be. Yeah. I will say uh, I'm really happy to see things like the Foglands uh, here. I'm happy to see things like Synapse, Lo-Fi, Journey to Foundation. I mean, Aces of Thunder, yeah, dude, yes. like Ace of Thunder, like for, for all the War of Thunder fans out there. Uh, I mean, like these these are the games that people have been asking for. Um, hubris. Or, hubris. Dude, talk to me about hubris, dude, because because obviously it, it one of the things that uh, people always say whenever hubris comes up is that hubris is that hubris uh i'm trying to try like didn't really deliver on pc vr like right like more of an average game um but but i think but i think i need to know why right can you give me a little bit more information on that because i I feel like what i played in on the steam demo during the steam fest whatever it was showed so much potential and did it just not deliver on that potential or is it better than people are saying talk to me i need to know I think it is uh, somewhat better than people were saying. I think people expected more out of it in terms of the combat mechanics. Uh, it was a little bit, um, it wasn't groundbreaking in that sense. Now, not that to say that it was bad. Um, if I had to compare it to another game and how it plays, uh, it's similar to um, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. It's that kind of a arcade style shooter okay uh it has similar type of uh uh progression with the weapons and things not not the widest variety of weapons but there is there's platforming and exploration in it an absolutely gorgeous um group of environments i mean there are very variable environments and different things going on here um the story was a little generic um but it was fun i enjoyed it and for what it's worth it's had some uh, substantial uh, updates since it launched that specifically address the combat. There are new enemy types and, and new uh, uh, weapon upgrades and things that weren't there at launch. Uh, it's a solid game. And if you like that Star Wars style of game, if you could strip the Star Wars out of that game and enjoy it, then I think you'll enjoy Uris as well. The The demo was very indicative of the quality of the game all the way through. So if you like the demo, then you're probably going to like the game. Yeah, I like the demo a lot. Like, I really like the demo. Um, 
did because there was a good variety in it. It, it kind of let me do all the things I wanted to do in VR. There was crafting and there was shooting and there was swimming and there was climbing. And you were there and Timmy was there and Johnny was there. Um, and it was sort of, yeah, it was sort of like, this is, it's almost like, uh, Cyborn Games, the developer listened to what people wanted. They made a checklist. They said, what do people like to do in VR? And they said, oh, they like to jump and they like to shoot and they like to swim and they like to climb and like, let's make sure there's a lot of that shit in there. Um, and so I am, I am super curious and I'm going to tell you right now, Wes, the, my least favorite thing about Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge was that it was a Star Wars game. So I think we're fucking, we're, <laughs> we're we're checking off all the boxes that I need checked right now for hubris. I'm not. I'm, I got nothing dead. against Star Wars. It's just that I haven't kept up with Star Wars. I, I know nothing outside of the original trilogy, and so there there were things being said and and, and stories being told that I just I kind of didn't care about. And it was like, oh, let's throw this lightsaber part in here just so you can say that there was a lightsaber part in your Star Wars game. I was like, you don't have to make those kind of concessions here. You can just kind of make the game that you want to make. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell, I'll tell you, if that's the case, Brian, you're definitely starting out ahead here, ahead of the game. And I can, I can tell you another thing too. When you eventually stream this game, yeah. people aren't going to be just tuning in and say, "Oh, here's more shit based on what it looks like," yeah. because it's fucking beautiful, dude. It's really a good looking game. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I. That's the other thing. Like, I didn't even know if my computer was going to be able to handle it because, you know, I built it a couple of years ago and wasn't totally sure, like, what current day VR standards needed. Uh, and I maxed out the settings and it looked beautiful and ran wonderfully. Uh, so I'm very much hoping that the, PS, uh, the PSVR 2 version of this looks identical or at least very similar to my maxed out PC version because there doesn't seem to be any reason why that can't happen. Ah. <sighs> Any other games uh, on this list that you want to? Oh, I think you went down. I mean, obviously, Pixel Rip 78 is going to be cool. Yeah. We're, we're all looking forward to that. Um, you know, Synapse is probably the the uh, biggest, uh, the one I'm probably the most excited for on the list. Um, I think that game is going to be something different, which is always good in VR. Journey to Foundation, obviously, in development for many years now from uh, a, a pretty talented studio over at Archiac. Yeah. Excited for that. Uh, I think the biggest question marks are on Lo-Fi. Um, I think it's going to be eye candy for sure, but not a game in the traditional sense of the word. Um, this is very much going to be a world for you to hang out in, uh, full of activities and and plenty. Uh, there's a lot of game play here. Uh, there is no guiding story to drive you through it you're just basically hanging out here in a very rich cyberpunk world and i think that uh, that's going to be hit and miss for a lot of people when's the last time you checked in on lo-fi i've got to ask because uh okay because i i feel like what uh what's what's the developer's name blair renaud right that's right he, that's right i feel like he he made the environment First, it was like, let me make sure that I'm making a beautiful fucking game. Uh, and I know for a long time, there wasn't a whole lot to do in that beautiful fucking game. Um, but I'm curious because I have, I feel like nobody in the last year has really checked in on it and been like, what's, what's been added? Like what, what gameplay elements have been added? Uh, but I'm, I, I can tell by looking at your face that you know something. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I do and I don't. Um, I, I follow this game and Blair closely on social media, so I'm all, I often see clips uh, of what he's working on. I, I know what's coming in the next update before it comes. 
Um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more to do in this uh, than when I first checked it out. But with that said, I've been saving this game, not spoiling it by going into it every few months through development. Uh, I said, I'm going to wait until it's done before I go back in. The last time that I personally went into lo-fi was before the Kickstarter. Wow. I had the early alpha access to this and basically just flew around through uh, the map. There wasn't like, uh, there, there weren't very many like, uh, uh, characters, you know, uh, uh, non-playable characters in the game. Uh, it was just you in the world pretty much. There wasn't a whole lot to do. Um, but there's a lot to do now. And, um, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I just, I'm just interested to see how people take it because this is a different, again, this is something different. Unlike we've seen before. I, I feel like he's making, he's making the coolest multiplayer game of all time, but making it single player. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Like I, this has sort of been my concern of mine, like, because I learned with like no man's sky, like I need, I need a little bit more structure in my games, right? I love, I love going off and doing my own thing, but I need there to be something to come back to that is really, and I, and I know I'm setting myself up for a lot of comments about people like, there, that's what No Man's Sky is, Brian. I know, I know, I know, but, it, but it's a different type of structure. And I, that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to get across here. Um, I'm going to give No Man's Sky another chance. I fucking promise. But so, so I don't, don't at me. I'm not interested. But lo-fi, that's what I'm worried about with lo-fi. And, and I, but I, we're going to be keeping a close eye on this thing. Uh, and as we get closer to launch, uh, man, I mean, this could very well be the most amazing game made by one person ever. It will drop, it will drop your jaw. And, you know, I hope, I hope after he's finished with this, honestly, I hope that he remakes Technolus, which was his first, uh, PC VR game which was dated, you know, by today's standards is dated in terms of gameplay and interactions, but it was a story-driven cyberpunk adventure in a beautiful world uh, that I enjoyed very much. We got Anthony getting my belly, Game Cat Wilkins, with the $5 tip says, Hey, cats. Hey. Hey. Uh, We got Corky, the Game Cat, with the $5 tip says, Mini golf, billiards, spitfires, the future is bright. All I need is mini golf. We're gonna mini golf tomorrow, Brian. There's a new, uh, there's a new, uh, there's a, a new course coming out. Not allowed to, not allowed to play mini golf yet. The second they announced the PSVR two version, I said, "Well, I'm not buying more courses for my Quest 2. I am. So I, I didn't play Upside Town. Uh, what's tomorrow? The Egypt one? Oh, th- yeah. Tomorrow's the Egypt one. From what I understand, I haven't played the Upside Town. Don't. Everyone says it's terrible. No. Like it's the only, it's the only one I've heard people say. That guy, it's just not fun. It's just not fun. I mean, that's the first big miss that they've had then, right? Because I mean, like, I didn't love the missed chorus. I thought it was cool conceptually, but not something I wanted to go back to. Uh, and like, as great as Labyrinth was, there's something about the Labyrinth course that just makes me not really want to play it. But that said, they're both fine. So the concept with Upside Town is that every flat surface has its own gravity, right? So the the hole will be on the wall like like a mc escher uh painting or something but the the bad thing about it is is when you get the ball on the green it doesn't change your perspective you're still upright so you're basically walking up to the wall and using your club like a fly swat trying to get 
you know, push the ball into the hole, which is also on the wall. And people say it doesn't play like golf and it's just basically a gimmick and it's not very fun. Yeah. Well, what I'll say is for the rest of the courses, Ruthless Metal and the Chazis, I wonder if they're going to be able to simulate how boring mini golf is in real life. Uh, here's, here's something I did not expect. Like I, I played a lot of walkabout and, uh, and, and what happened was I was like, we, I ended up going on a vacation with my family up in Maine. We were, you know, going to, we went to play some mini golf and I was like, Oh, I'm going to wreck house and this is going to be so much fun and blah, blah, blah. The whole, right. Cause I've been playing a lot of walkabouts. So I'm like, this must translate to real life. As it turns out, it did. I wrecked. <laughs> Right, that was it was amazing, right? I beat everybody. Um, but uh but 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 god damn ruthless metal's not wrong. Real life mini golf is boring. Right? Maybe maybe there's some really amazing uh, mini golf courses out there, but so even though it was kind of a rainy day, we had people in front of us, so we could only go so fast. We had people behind us, so we couldn't even play as a big group of like eight or nine people. We had to get divvy up into smaller groups to kind of keep the line moving. So there are always people behind us going, come on, come on, come on, come on. Like, All right. Right. And then the first hole was like super straight. Like, just like, here's, here's a very boring rectangle green. And I was like, well, it's the first one. Of course it's going to be boring. And the second one was like, oh, we put a dip into the exact same green. And then the next one was like, oh, we put a mound in the middle of the exact same green. And the next one was like, oh, we slanted the exact same green. And I'm going through this. Is, God, when did, when did, when did mini golf get boring and then you go and play something like walkabout and it's every single course is so imaginative and can do things that you can't do in real life and it's just so interesting and they're not worried about real estate right because they have infinite amounts of space to play with and so you get these big elaborate things going on i agree with ruthless metal fucking real life mini golf is boring and i didn't realize that until this year this year yeah yeah but that's the way it is here too. That's the way it is here too. They call it, they call it putt putt. Putt putt. Putt putt sucks. <laughs> and uh, and mini golf is awesome. This is an awesome thing you do in VR. VR very much though. Uh, you know, digital weed. It makes everything better, right? Yeah. Well, and plus this is like you know, like we were talking about with Demio. It's like Demio is such a fucking long thing. Every time you go in, it's three to six hours, and Jesus, exhausting. You can you can jump in and play a quick game of walkabout. You know, with two people, three, four people. And if you do want to spend your whole day in there, you can get eight people playing a game. Just don't play with Tatum because he forgets it's his turn a lot, which is fine. We love him, right? He just slows the whole thing down. Um, and so, uh, it's, it's, it's a, that this is actually a place where, uh, where I appreciate that there's a social hangout right before the game starts. You can hang around the clubhouse. You can go to the uh, driving range. You can go to the practice range, and you can just sit on a raft, and it'll take you around through a cave, right? And uh, and so it's got this nice social hangout, and because this is the kind of game where you're like, I don't know how many people are going to show up. I didn't choose three other people and say we're going to play uh, Demio tonight. I say, hey, here's the room code. When it fills up, we're going to go play. And so sometimes it's twenty, thirty minutes before you even start a game. Um, so I really appreciate that there's a, a social hub in this. So it might sound like I have double standards. But it's a little bit different for different reasons. Yeah, and for what it's worth, we do have a couple cats in the chat saying that Upside Town was was good. And oh. It was fun. So, well, I'm definitely going to play it. I'm wrong. I am definitely going to play it once it comes to PSVR two. But I have I have boycotted Walkabout on my quest because I'm not buying more courses for a game that I'm never going to play again on the quest. When this comes May 11th, May 11th. Yep, dude. I'm I'm first of all, I'm doing a 12 hour live stream. So if you want to get in on that, let me know, right? If anybody I'm wants to get in on the 12-hour live stream, we'll make a little schedule and we'll get people in, we'll get people out, uh, and we'll have a lot of fun. 12 hours, which means 
between now and then, I need to buy another PSVR 2 because I need two sets of sense controllers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do 12 hours, you're definitely going to need some more controllers. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but, I, I, guess but, I could take hour-long Gran Turismo breaks in between while they're charging, but that doesn't seem right. Well, here's the thing. This is where it's really going to bite us in the ass that, that the PS5 makes us turn both controllers on. Because if it didn't, we could just use one until it runs out and then turn the other one on and use it. Ooh, well, if you go over to the Mighty Coconut website, Wes, it does tell you that you just have to turn both on for PSVR 2. I can't believe they actually say this on the site. But you, you have to turn them both on, and then when you're in-game, you can actually hold the uh, PlayStation button down for 10 seconds on the one you're not using, and it'll go off. And you're able to play the game. Nice. Nice. Yeah. There's your solution. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. <sighs> hey, Wes. Hey, Brian. How do you feel about playing a little game of 20 questions? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to lie and say I'm perfectly prepared for this. Perfect. Um, yeah. By, by the time you uh, go through the whole spiel, I'll be ready to go. Excellent. Uh, guys, if you don't know how 20 questions is played, one of us is the host this week or today. It's Wes, uh, and he's got eventually a PSVR 1 or PSVR 2 game up in that little head of his. Uh, and he will be uh, fielding 20 of my questions and answering them yes or no. And we together in under six minutes have to figure out what game he's thinking of. Now, it's a very difficult game. I've played every PSVR 1 game there is and practically every PSVR 2 game there is. And I still fail at this pretty much seven out of 10 times. So, uh, so what, so I need the help from the chat. You guys need to help me out and, uh, and, and give me some good game suggestions and give me some good questions to ask Wes based on some of the things that he says. Grumpy Williams says the other mini golf game for PSVR one. So funny, man. Remember Zen studios? I know they're still out there doing their pinball thing, but Zen studios made a bunch of PSVR one games. Do you remember infinite mini golf? No move support. No move support. Infinite mini golf. You could make your own courses. Man, I wish that game was better. Are you ready, Wes? I'm ready, Brian. All right, well, I'm going to put the clock up on the counter. On my mark, get Des go. Uh, is this game on PSVR 2 or announced for PSVR 2? Either one. I do not believe this to be the case okay so we're going to say psvr1 only did this game have Ooh, did did we reference this game or talk about this game or mention this game's title on today's show i'm going to give you a pass on that because i think it might have happened but i can't confirm (laughs) that it did all right nope maybe maybe all right serial killer is asking if it has any multiplayer support of any kind um just like leaderboard play count as multiplayer uh let's go with yes i think it might have leaderboard play okay if it don't then there's something wrong leaderboards maybe okay probably he's really helping us out you guys if we don't get this we're fucking dumb um, all right. Is this, is this a sport of any kind? Like even an e-sport or a futuristic sport or a real sport? I wouldn't class it as a sport. No. Okay. Uh, is it a rhythm game? Asked Looper. No, not a rhythm game. Oh, there goes Attica. 
Okay. Um, do you do a lot of shooting in this? Is, is shooting the primary thing that you're doing? No. No, that's five. God. Uh, let's go with shades. Shades of gray matter. Asks, is are they going for a realist realistic art style in this game? Uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. Okay. Uh, is there any horror element to this? Not, I wouldn't call it a horror game in any sense. I mean, there might be something mildly scary for certain people, but no, it's not horror. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Did this, did the developer of this game make other PSVR one games? Yes. Did Servios make this game? No. It's usually my first question when it comes to multiple games. Hmm. Uh, Ian Marsh, that's a good question. Did, uh, did this, would this be a game, if you don't remember specifically, would it be a game that would appear in like one of our top 20 lists? Does it have that kind of potential? I mean, it, it... I would say no. I mean, maybe one of you might have put it when it was in new in there, but I, I don't. I don't think it placed in our top fifty when okay. we uh, when we did it. That's ten, by the way. I don't feel like I know anything about this game. Um, <laughs> uh, God. Okay, let's 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 knock out a couple more developers. Uh, John Harvey's wondering. Uh, He's asking about Eagle Flight. So let's just say, is it a Ubisoft game? It's not. Okay. Uh, is it a binary mill game, Mass Shades? No. We're, we're in big trouble, you guys. <laughs> I don't think I know anything about this. PSVR 1 only. There's probably leaderboards. It's got a realistic art style. The developers made other games. Um, it can't be secret location because nothing they made was realistic looking. Um, uh I don't know anything about this game. Is there is yeah, let's go with shades. Is there any racing in this game? You racing. I don't think so. I mean there there's there's a possibility that maybe um there there might be a small mini game or something hidden in it that's racing based, but it's not what you're doing primarily in the game. Is this is this based on any kind of IP that's would be familiar to gamers outside of the VR space, whether flat screen games or just, yeah. Yes. Is this a Marvel property? No, that's 15. All right. Well, there goes, there goes Iron Man. God damn. Um, so that does, there goes Spider-Man as well. Uh, is it, is it comic book? Is that what the IP would be known from? Not primarily, um, but there would be comics from this uh, IP out there. Okay, so was it a launch title? No. Oh, my God. Um, 
Oh my god. The, the, the sirens going crazy over here. It's almost like they're telling me the time is almost up. Okay, so it can't be Batman. Um, it can't be... Um, oh, shit. Is this a Star Wars game? It is. Is it? I mean, we only have 18. six seconds left. Is it Vader Immortal? Oh, no. No. Nope. No, it isn't, Brian. All right, well, I mean, I just lost... But that, does that mean it's uh, the Rogue One experience? Star Wars Pinball VR. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everybody was talking about pinball in in the chat. It, oh, my God. It, yeah. Yeah. Gabriel, as you asked, like a split second before you asked Star Wars, Gabriel 004, the license to me out game cat said Star Wars pinball. I said, like, man, he's got me. Dead the rights. And no. I apparently you did not see that. You know yeah. what's funny, Brian, is, is I settled on this game, and the split second that I decided I'm going with Star Wars Pinball, you start talking about Zen Studios, and 100%. I just yeah. started laughing. I saw you laugh and, at that uh, point, and I was like, what's happening in the chat? What did I say? Is he going to say something funny about Zen? And it didn't didn't click, and here we are. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense yeah. now. It's another loss. Brian Paulo puts another loss. 40% on the off. Fourteen ninety nine without plus. It might even be more. Dude, these I games are so in. good. Star Wars pinball, uh, all of the Zen pinball uh, tables are so good. They need to bring those over to PSVR two. They need to give us um, sense control support. Um, even haptics in the headset would be amazing. And just kind of clean those things up a little bit because resolution wasn't bad, but it could be better. Um, and I, think, I think those games would be amazing, amazing. So, was t- there any? Well, let me ask you now that since we were, it's all out on the table. Yeah. Are there leaderboards? Not yet, like 99% sure, because I remember seeing Rhodey uh, at, like, number one, and he's just got – like, I think – here I am thinking I'm doing good, and I've got a couple million points on something. He's got, like, 37 million, and I'm like – my 2 million was, like, the best game I ever had, and he's like, oh, yeah, 32 million first try. All right. Cool. There should be. There's, there are absolutely – I mean, you're going to have a pinball game. you got to have leaderboards. Yeah. Uh, second of all, you know, they do, they do those little cutscene things with mini games. Is there any speeder racing? Yes. The, the, what's what's the thing that uh, uh, is it on Endor with all the trees and you're zipping through the? Uh, is Endor, yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's yeah, those that. are that's I forget what that thing is called, but yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking when you asked me if there was racing. I thought, well, maybe I think maybe you're racing on those. I think they're called speeder bikes or something. Yeah, I, I will tell you 100 percent, Wes. That would not have helped me whatsoever. Um, and if <laughs> I had had 10 more seconds to think about it, because we had six seconds left when I when I just decided, hey, let's. It's Star Wars. Let's throw this guess out. Uh, if I had 10 more seconds and actually looked at the clues that we had uh, put together. Um, yeah, the it, leaderboard thing should have like really kind of eliminated a lot of games. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> Guys, thank you so much for hanging out. Wes, thank you so much for hanging out, man. It's been, uh, it's, it's been a good time. Um, love, love, love Wednesdays. Nice, casual, laid back days. Um, What's uh? Just rem- I, I, sorry. Go ahead. Wednesday's my day that I can stay in VR all, all day, and I don't have to uh, make excuses for it. Like I have a family and responsibilities, but not on Wednesday. Wednesday's <laughs> Daddy's day. Well, guys, if if you don't know already, make sure you click the link in the description below. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff happening over on Virtual Strangers tonight. Go subscribe to West's channel. Go hang out with him and his friends, who I guarantee you like more than me and my friends. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so go 
go check it out. VR agnostic. They play everything, but mostly, mostly at least check out what they're going to say about Village tonight because uh, real time reviews are are awesome. I know you don't get scared by too many things, man, but I I, I think Village is a pretty scary dude. Game. Yeah, dude, that first major boss fight, fucking intense, bro. Yes. Like up until that point, I'm like. All right, this is cool and all. Like, I love Resident Evil, but is this really as good as Retribution? I'm not so sure. But after I did that boss fight and went out into the rest of the game, I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> okay." Now, I, now I get it. Yeah, no, Incredible. I think I'm, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of boss fights in the world. Like, I, I think that people really screwed up boss fights over the last few years. I think that right around the PS3 era, something went horribly wrong with boss fights, and like developers forgot how to program fun ones. How to come up with design fun boss fights, but I had a blast with every single boss fight in Village, except the last one. Except the last one. Right. Everything was awesome until then, and then I was like, what a stupid note to end on. Anthony, get in my belly, Game Cat, a a Cat Wilkins. I struggle. $20 tip. I don't think he said anything, but thank you very much for supporting the channel, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who supports the channel, uh, everybody who helps the channel run, all the uh, amazing moderators out there who make my life so much better each and every day, uh, not just helping the channel run, but like, man, I need emotional support way more than you'd expect, and they're always there for me, and I love them for it. Um, also, uh, Jay Meow, who gets to sing on, on podcast services, yes, including Spotify, uh, and so make sure you go listen to the podcast and give us a rating over there. Also, uh, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, who has the least desirable job on the face of the planet who puts timestamps into this show after the fact. Uh, so if you ever see timestamps, it's because, well, because Henry loves you. Also, thank you to everybody who supports the channel financially, uh, not just over here by being a member, but over on patreon.com slash without pro games, trying to do an AMA this weekend, uh, because I've been, it's been so long since we did anything special for the $5 plus tier. I'm going to try to do that on Patreon. Um, and I will figure out how to make that work for all the, uh, for all the YouTube members as well. Uh, thank you to everybody who donates during the show. Really appreciate it. The lights are staying on. The pizza keeps coming in because of you guys. Uh, thanks to everybody who helps during 20 questions, who chats during the show. And of course, everybody who sits back and watches the show and doesn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there and we love you just as much. Happy Wednesday, Wes. Happy Wednesday, Brian. Let's get out of here. I almost broke embargo like three times during today's show. <laughs> my brain, my brain is so fried. There were like three different times uh, that I was like, "Oh, this." Uh, 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 <laughs> um, so, just I don't think I should do the show when I'm tired because <laughs> some developer is going to be like, "What the fuck did he just say?" Um, yeah, but somebody yeah, did. Uh, somebody in the chat did kind of, or a couple people in the chat brought up something I said on a previous episode. So, you guys out there, if you're still paying attention. Um, I had said something about having an excuse to use your racing wheel again, uh, but please keep that keep in mind that the excuse to use the racing wheel that that was said in the context of indie games when we were talking about like some very small studios. Um, so just keep that in mind. Like somebody was somebody was like we're getting burnout, and I was like we're not getting burnout. Like we might get burnout, but I don't know anything about that if we get burnout. So uh, yeah, you know, yeah, and you know for what it's worth, um, I bought my racing wheel. Well over a year ago, probably closer to two years. Uh, I played Dirt Rally 2 in it and never touched it again. 
until PSVR 2. And it's amazing, right? Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's awesome. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo, I don't, I don't know. See, because obviously at this point in the year, we've had so many great titles. Uh, we're already starting to talk about what game of the year is going to be. And for for us, largely overall, not just on PSVR 2, but the overall game of the year, there are three contenders now. You've got Retribution, you've got Village, you've got Vertigo 2. But then there's also Gran Turismo, which might be better than all of them, uh, just depending on what your personal taste is. Right. So, uh, yeah, Gran Turismo is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to, I mean, I, I've actually been getting back into Gran Turismo. I've been saying that I wanted to ever since I did my review. My idea was first thing I do every morning, brew some coffee, sit down with my coffee, uh, you know, get tornado out of the racing rig and then, and, and then go do my dailies and, you know, hopefully get a lottery ticket and make some money and just to keep up and make sure that like I'm making money in that game. So when there's a card I need to buy that I can just go buy it. Um, and, uh, and I didn't do that for weeks, like, like over a month. And then, uh, finally I started doing it again and I am, I am loving it, man. It's just part of my daily routine. I absolutely love Gran Turismo. Uh, but I will tell you that I'm very excited to be able to use that rig, uh, in the future for something more arcade, arcade-like, um, because that's my bread and butter. Ridge Racer, Burnout, those style games, those are my bread and butter. And I can't wait Wipeout. to do something crazy in that. Yeah. Where's our Wipeout game? Where is our wipeout game? You think that rumor is true? The, they're going to the wipeout game uh, for PSVR two. I do, I do, and you know, at the, at the very least, we'll we'll get an adaptation uh, of the uh, the Omega Collection. But I, I do think I do believe the rumors that there is a new one in the works, and uh, that's exciting. Antone Jones, and, and, and dude, Antone told me how to pronounce his name in a DM, and I said, "Sweet, I'll never forget that." I fucking hope I'm saying it right because my brain is so fried. You are. I am. Thank you. Are. Thank you, Wes. Uh, with the $5 tip says, while Wes and I have a very similar taste in games, we differ on knock IMO. It's easily one of the most fun competitive multiplayer PVP games in VR. Uh, and I will say, Wes, I was surprised to hear you say that you weren't a big fan of it because I heard from a lot of people just how much fun knock is. I didn't want to question you because I haven't played it myself. So I, I didn't want to like start throwing out opinions that weren't even my own. But I'm 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 curious about it. Uh, I didn't particularly enjoy the movement in Knock. Now, with that said, I did I didn't give it a, a you know I think I gave it two sessions, and every time I'm in there with kids that are a, a fraction of my age, just destroying me the whole time. <laughs> like you, there's a tip off, like a basketball style tip off to begin. Mm -hmm. These guys are, are are hitting the tip tip off into the goal, so like. I went into that thinking I was going to be really good, and I sucked really bad. Uh, so had I practiced more at it, yeah, I probably would have enjoyed it more. But for uh, my money, the best Rocket League-style game in VR is uh, Ultimax from Res Resolution Games. I like it a lot better than Knock. Okay. Uh, but I, I, have, I have had a lot of pushback on that, so you might like it. Um, I, I play everything, so we're going to find out soon enough. Um, also, that was supposed to be a launch title. What the fuck happened? Like, <laughs> like that got delayed yeah, for so, real. quite a long time. Guessing Sony's certification process. Listen, we got to end this thing, but we're going to end it on uh, a very prolific and thought-provoking statement from Ian Marsh. He said, Brian, I remember you said you were getting a rig. I thought you said you were getting a wig. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We love you. <laughs>